Hello, everybody. This is uh, Aaron from Use Your Words Podcast, and tonight we are starting. This is the first episode, full episode of, oh gosh, am I going to call it Bible Belt or should I not call it? Do I say that if I'm going to call it Bible Belt? Like if I say Bible Belt, that's it, isn't it? Wouldn't that be it? Well, today I am joined by my friend Paul from Use Your Words the podcast, the main guy, the main man. I don't know if I'm the main man. I'm the one who edits all your flurbs and blurbs and puts them together into one coherent yeah. sentence. He's the one that makes this show happen. <laughs> so this is, again, this is um, pretty much the first, the official first episode of whatever this thing is yet. I don't know. Um, but it's pretty much... It's something I want to dive into with learning how to, you know, make videos and edit and all that kind of fun stuff. And also, I just wanted to do a more personal, deeper side of things for, I guess, me and Paul. And, and have an excuse to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, well, hopefully, I don't know, maybe you can see I did this a little heavy-handed this time. Why don't you show them? Yeah. Show them the camera. Oh, no. That's that's not all whiskey. It's probably some water by now. It's melted a little bit. <laughs> and when he says some water by now, um, we started on this journey 25 minutes ago. Yeah. 25 <laughs> minutes of melt here. <laughs> so Paul's got a very diluted uh, drink of whiskey right now. And we are drinking a a nice, well, to me, a lovely blue label by Johnny Walker. Um, and it's not just your standard blue label it's like this port ellen special kind of blue label whatever that's not important but it's good and i thought for a first episode do something a little special because aaron never goes cheap (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna talk about that part (laughs) so uh what this set you back (laughs) oh well i mean we'll just say if you got this in a bar for your shot it'd be about 30 to 40 bucks for a shot so yours would have been like a hundred dollars. Yeah, what you're drinking, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm expensive type. <laughs> Note yeah. to your future girlfriend. Yeah, so, yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know what I spend my money on, so you don't want to be with me, anyways. Anyways, <laughs> so no, but so I figured for the first episode, I'd maybe just kind of do an introduction of kind of our stories. Um. So I wanted um, these videos to be more on a spiritual uh, topic kind of thing. And to get into it, I figured, well, why don't we just kind of start with where we started on our journey as a a Christian and kind of talk to you about that. And so you get an idea of our backgrounds, our growing ups and stuff like that. And hopefully it's interesting. Hopefully you enjoy it. And I mean, gosh, I don't know. I guess we'll just jump right into it. I guess I can start with it if you want me to start i mean this is your show now so yeah <laughs> this is all you man okay. uh, the, you are the one that's gonna start you tell me when i'm to talk <laughs> okay well yeah okay so all right well to give you a background about paul and i i guess i mean geez 
we met. I'm sorry, we're not a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Careful with the phrasings. Don't, don't let them fuel you. <laughs> I am not Josh. <laughs> How much of this have you drank already? I've taken three sips. <laughs> we're in for a long night, people. Yeah. <laughs> um. So no, yeah, I started. I met Paul um at church at Fellowship Baptist Church, and. I pretty much I was a part of the youth group and joined in playing drums at the youth group and then well eventually guitar or whatever. Uh but gosh, what our first kind of like semi interaction was in uh, the car ride, right? Car ride to snow, snow camp. camp. And you were the quietest thing in the world. <laughs> the quietest thing in the world. Yeah. I was, Let that settle in for a second. <laughs> if you know Aaron personally, Aaron yeah. was quiet. I was I was I was a shy guy. Um yeah, pretty much literally I had headphones on, listening to music the whole car ride up, not really talking at all. Paul was even willing to be like, "Hey, do you guys want to put your music on and listen to some tunes and stuff?" I was like, "No, got my headphones. We're good." Yeah. And that was it. So, really <laughs> entertaining ride. Um anyway, so yeah, Years later, I, I remember, well, yeah, how many years? It was, it was years later uh, it, for the family camp thing. Yeah, because you were older. Yeah. Uh, pretty much during the summertime, like our church would go to this camp up in, ooh, it's a little north of Madison. I can't remember the actual city or it was in. Uh, it's called I, Camp Fairwood. Yeah, but, I, don't, I don't remember the name of the city off the top of my head. But yeah. I can look it up real quick. We'll find that out. But, um, so it was during the summer, we'd go up to this camp and hang out and uh <laughs> the the guys went out for like a midnight swim kind of thing or whatever and as Paul and I were just hanging out talking afterwards and started kind of getting more on a deeper level kind of talking and uh what? It's in Westfield, Wisconsin. Westfield, Wisconsin. So, cool camp if you're ever in that area. Nice. Um but yeah, we were talking and I don't Gosh, I could. I wish I kind of remembered all that we were like literally talking about specifically that night. So, okay, you take it away, Paul. Yeah. Take it away. So there's a little component to this. So, I was Aaron's youth leader for that time. He was still a teenager. Um, for those of you who don't know us, we have a 12 year, yeah, 12 year age. 12-year age difference. I had to do math. For whatever reason, I thought 7 minus 5 was 3 for a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what it is. Um, <laughs> 7 minus 5 is not 3. I need to stick close to the mic. and vote, So, but me and, uh, so me and Aaron have a 12-year age difference, and I was his youth leader at the time, and the, we were doing um, one of the lessons that week, and that's what sparked this conversation, because I was intentional with this conversation, was about Jonathan and his shield bearer. And his shield bearer just kind of went in and was like, hey, I am with you all the way. I'm not doing necessarily the crazy stuff, but I'm, you know, holding the guard. I'm holding the stuff with you. I'm supporting you. I'm doing all the stuff and you can go do all the crazy stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not the most exactly uh, <clears throat> physically fit and all that, yeah. but I can, and I'm not always the most, I guess you could say adventurous, I, especially at that time. I was very conservative on everything i did <laughs> like hmm. before i would make an, uh, an action i would like analyze it for weeks hmm. but i said you know what aaron i see something special in him so i said i i intentionally 
sought out a conversation and said, hey, look, here's my thing. I have a belief that you're going to do something crazy and you're going to do something good and I'm going to be there and I want to support you no matter what. You could be a crack addict prostitute living <laughs> under a bridge. You give me a call. I will be there. I don't care if you try to shank me. I will be there and I will help you out. So that's a, that's where that conversation landed. Yeah. Um, that was like very different, like to hear as a kid, as a student dude. I was like, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. You, you normally don't hear people tell you, even if you're crack, you know, whatever under the bridge. I'm like, sick. Like, I guess that really means he'll, he, he's going to watch out for me, I guess. No, um, you, little did you know all what that meant. Yeah, no, well, yeah, you know, I'm still learning now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if you've listened to other like past episodes, you'll learn some things about how much I don't know. Um, but, but uh, yeah, that night was a big kind of turning point in our friendship, and gosh, I mean, it, yeah, it just started growing from there. Um, and then, goodness, well, I guess I'll get into this, these next parts as I kind of tell my story because it has a big part of my growing up and stuff like that. So now, to totally mess with you, I'm going to go back many years, even before I joined this church and youth group. Um, so for my story, pretty much it's, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I've told quite a few people about this, but this is very This different. is on the internet. Yeah. This, this is, is public. This, this is, is congratulations. Any future church you go to is going to put this up on their projector while you're getting baptized. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've already been baptized. Oh, shoot. I didn't. It's funny. It's kind of funny that this is we're talking about this because last night I was hanging out with some friends um, at this um, older couple's house and they want to know our stories and stuff like that. And I totally forgot to mention the point that I got baptized. But well, guess you know, what? Share it here yeah. and send them the link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, this pretty much for me growing up, I mean, I grew up in a Christian household, uh, growing up, going to a church, uh, for all my life. I, the church I grew up going to was called grace Baptist church. When I started going there, I guess now it's just grace church. Not that that matters, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I guess at a really young age, uh, I, gosh, how old was I? I was little. I was young. I was like kindergarten, first grade, something like that. I remember praying with my mom about, you know, wanting Jesus to come into my life and, you know, accept him as my savior and stuff like that. Cause that was the thing that I guess we were supposed to do. So I did it. Um, but I guess, yeah, I, at that time for me, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so as time went on, I went to, uh, a Christian school to K through eighth grade, uh, kindergarten through eighth. And I think it was like fifth grade was a rough year for me. Um, and as well, you can, now you can't really see much now. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a thin dude. Um, you can stand up. <laughs> I ain't standing up right now. It's too much work. By the way, you, you haven't really drank your drink and I'm done. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> Right, well, I'll get drinking if you want me to. <laughs> but uh, um, I think it would make your story more entertaining. <laughs> I'll get to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so fifth grade, rough year for me. Um, I was kind of like the fat little kid in class. 
I wasn't the only like chunky kid, but I was the biggest target, I guess you could say, in class. Literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. And it was, and well, yeah, what, there was, well, I wasn't the tallest kid. There was one girl that was taller than me, and that was like really weird. Oh, you were yeah. shorter than the sh- tallest girl. Yeah. It was Congratulations. <laughs> and they made fun of me for it. No, they didn't. Um, but <laughs> anywho, I was, uh, I was pretty much for me, I was like the butt of a bunch of jokes and pretty much all jokes, whatever. Um, and pretty much what I tell people is, I was a very over dramatic kid. So surprise, surprise, Paul. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so was that why you and Josh are such good friends? Because you used to be an over dramatic kid and now, well, Josh. Yeah, no. So Josh actually. OK, so I met Josh, the other guy that's part of this podcast. Um, Gosh, yeah, we knew each other at Grace Church growing up. And then he also went to Racine Christian School with me. For like a couple of years, and he went off to this other school. And so at this point in fifth grade, he was not in class with me anymore. So I didn't really know him that much. Um, but yeah. So again, me being a little dramatic fifth grader, it was all getting to my head. Like I there's times I told teachers, like kids are picking on me, da da da. Obviously, I mean, kids being kids. You know, the tattletale is not really a popular kid. So that was just more ammunition for them to fire at me kind of thing. And uh, so that at that point, it kind of made me uh, nervous to try and tell anybody about it. Because it's like, well, then it's just going to make it worse for me. Whatever. So this is all getting in my head. And me being me, I was just dramatic and overthinking stuff, even as a kid. Um, So anywho, one day. A friend of mine had invited me to go to this VBS at his church vacation Bible school. Um, and, of course, I mean, well, he's my friend. Well, of course I'm going to go. Yeah, sure. Um, but at the time, a lot of this, you know, bullying, I guess, stuff you could say was going on. And I was home alone one day. Um, and <laughs> both of my parents were gone. And I went into my parents' bedroom, and I knew that Dad had owned handgun. I mean, I've seen him, and knew where they were. I knew where he hit him, so I got a hold of one. And this is where it gets really dramatic, <laughs> really quick. Um, yeah. So they had like a big mirror in their room, and I sat on their bed, looked in the mirror, had the gun in my hand, cocked back, ready to go. And honestly, I mean. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, as a fifth grader, I was like, I was ready. I was ready to call it quits as a kid. Now, I want to interject something here. Never, I would never say anyone who gets to the point where they're ready to take their own life is being dramatic. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I, I know you, you, you kind of say I was being dramatic. I was being a dramatic fifth grader. Right. But there is something going on. If you get to that point where you're like, I want to end it. Yeah. You know, that that is never, and I want to make this very clear for anyone out there, and I'll get into this more on my stuff, on my side of things. But that is never just, because I've heard this. It's a cry for help. It's a... <laughs> 
over dramatic that's a new phrase i've heard <laughs> uh, okay I, usually i'm like hearing that with valley teenage girls or something not fifth grader who wants to take their life i would not call that over dramatic um i, I would call that sad i would call and not sad like pity aaron sad as in that culture has allowed things to happen like that and that there wasn't support for you properly uh, that's where I would say well, that, you know, and, and so I, I just want to make that quick call that no, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it over dramatic. I would call it, you were at a crisis point and right. you were at a point where, you know, things were going bad and yeah, you're right. You know, fifth graders, tattletale, you don't get the other stuff. Um, right. So I don't want it. Some people to, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want someone listening to he, be like, Oh, he's just, Saying people like that are being over dramatic. Oh no! Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and I know yeah. you're not, but yeah. I don't want anyone to take that away as nope. a point. I, I think yeah. we all realize. I think you're just trying to kind of bring a little levity to how you were processing the situation at that time. Right. Yeah. And no. Yeah. It's it's definitely like for me. If I were to look at someone, I guess, well, any age, really. Uh, yeah, any age. If it got to that point, it's like you don't want to take anything like that lightly. Because I mean, gosh, what was it during this? You know, COVID times and stuff like that. There was a guy who lost his son during these times. Yeah, and he blamed it on COVID due to uh, isolation and that. And there's been a, a, a spike in the number of suicides in that due yeah. to COVID. But yeah. anyways, let's continue on your story. Fifth grade mirror bed, yeah. gun cocked, <laughs> ready to go. Let's continue. If yeah. If I was an animator, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to animate the next few places. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah. And at that point, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, again, having the background, going to church, you know, knowing of God and Jesus and the Bible and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know, I, I didn't spend time reading it. I didn't, you know, really think much of it as a, that time went on from when I was a first little kid and, you know, asked jesus to be my savior kind of thing and i thought about my friend who had sent me that invite to go to church with him and i was like you know what let's just go like don't don't do this now let go to church with him go to vbs check it out and you know summer is about to happen you're not going to be with those well a lot of the kids you know that were giving you a hard time whatever and whatnot during class or school so I was like, just go. Um, and that was a turning point for me. Um, Cause so going to Grace Church, big church, a lot of people had like a couple friends that were there that I kind of knew, not a ton. Um, and going to this new church, a lot smaller, <laughs> a lot different than Grace Church, which was a uh, fellowship. Uh, and is kind of cool because one of my teachers, uh, she was like the music teacher, I think maybe even art teacher uh, at Racing Christian School. She was a leader at this VBS, and it was cool to be in one of her like sessions or whatever. And one of the days throughout VBS came to the thing where it was like, came to the part where she was asking us about you know, do you believe in Jesus? Is like, is he your savior? Do you have questions about it? Do you want to, you know, talk about it? And you have to check one off and give it to the leader. And 
depending on what you checked off, depending, depended on what happened. And at that point I was like, you know, I was like, I, I, I don't have anything. I guess like, I'm curious about it. I want to talk about it. So I had checked off the one where saying that I wanted to talk to her about, you know, accepting Christ as my actual personal savior. Um, and we went out and to the hallway, talked a little for a little while. And, you know, she prayed with me and I prayed and kind of, that was, that was a turning point. Um, and like, as years went on, I mean, still there's kids in school that give you a hard time bullying, whatever. Um, <laughs> so thankfully for me <laughs> in this aspect, as I was getting older in like the eighth grade range, I started kind of growing into my, I guess, body, you would say. Um, and I wasn't so chunky anymore. So I was like, okay, yeah, sick. Um, and then, yeah, high school came and it just went down and now I'm at where I'm at now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and bullying is not prevalent anymore. <laughs> it's not a thing. Nope. You are now the bully, aren't you? Yeah. No, not all the time. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but no, yeah. So I guess, yeah. Over, over the years and stuff like that. Obviously, like, I don't know. I don't know. For those of you that might not know anything about like the Christian life growing up, obviously, once you get to that point where you, you know, ask Christ to be your savior, it's not a like, I don't know. One day, flip around and everything's just like you know, hunky dory, and you know, just a a field of roses and flowers and unicorns and all that kind of crazy stuff like it's life still is life um but obviously things started kind of changing a little bit and got more into reading and stuff like that and just finding out who this uh christ is and so yeah during those years until like eighth grade i guess like there was uh I guess there were seasons where it was like got hard again, whatever mentally and just like the whole getting picked down, whatever. Um, and like, I guess you could almost say I had a, like one more attempt, but it was kind of really like, was an attempt. Thankfully it was like, I don't know. It was weird. Anywho, uh, then high school came around and that was a big, uh, <laughs> big culture shock. Um, going from a little Christian home to that's all, you know, and then going to public high school and it's like, Oh wow, there's a lot of stuff in the world. Um, so that was an interesting point for me. And like, at this point, like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm used to not being a popular kid. I'm not like, well, although I guess eighth grade, I was one of the big kids at the school. Cause well, we we're the oldest ones at the school and our class had like 14 people in it. So. Yeah. yeah. 14. 14 people. 14. Yeah. Wow. We, that yeah. was your eighth grade class? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we had, I think going into, I mean, the most we had was like 20 some, maybe 30 kids in our class. But yeah, for our eighth grade graduation, graduating year was 14 kids. Um, so yeah, there wasn't a lot of people to really pick from. So we were all pretty good friends, which is cool. Uh, but, High school came, whatever, back to square one again. New people, new setting, freaky. Uh, but it was fine. Like, it was pretty good, smooth ride for the most part. Uh, but then, I guess with high school, I, I mean, goodness, what is it? There's a saying of, you know, who you hang out with a lot 
can really put a, you know, impact on you and influence you on who you become kind of thing. And that's something I kind of learned in the high school years. Uh, I've, I had some friends that, you know, I had gone to school with in the past at recent Christian, even um, go off to high school and then get caught up into more like, uh, well, at think, well, at the time, not alcohol, no drugs, but they got into like more partying and alcohol, like near the end of the years. And I had one friend to go off to school uh, in Madison and like him and I were good friends. I played drums, which is a big part of my life. Music is a huge thing. As you can see, I got some guitars here. And I mean, those are just three that I'm showing right now. You can also see part of your drum set. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's like some drums back there. Um, (laughs) Maybe you'll see some of those later. Um, But yeah, you'll see the guitars probably change the background from time to time because I like to change things up. (laughs) He has an issue. (laughs) To say the least. Um, But, yeah. So I grew up playing with this friend of mine. Uh, He played guitar and I played drums and we'd always hang out like on weekends, jam, have fun. Um, But he was someone that kind of fell away from, I guess you could say religion and just like Christ in general as time went on. And he was still obviously a really good friend of mine. Well, for a while is like during that time during like high school and stuff like that kind of had like a weird like separation. Cause I mean, we didn't go to school anymore. We didn't have reasons to keep in contact. Uh, but as near the end of high school, we started contacting again and hanging out, talking, jamming. And then college came. Um, well, at least, yeah, for him. And he went off to Madison again in school and, got to a point where it's like we wanted to kind of like start like a band kind of thing together that's sick that's fun to do and at a school they had a a studio we could record in and so for man a a long while uh i would be i'd pretty much be up there every friday night going to his school we'd start recording in the studio at 10 p.m at night and go till 4 a.m in the morning Um, but this is where i started to kind of even learn more about my friend and kind of see what uh, i don't know i i guess and gosh i feel weird like talking <laughs> talking about him like this because i mean we're, we're actually it's kind of funny because we're in a band today with a couple other friends and um like i love the dude to death and i feel bad like saying this i don't want anybody to get like this bad opinion of him he's no he's a bit of a different guy now um but so he was really starting to get more into alcohol and even like drugs and stuff, which for me at the time was like freaking me out. I was like, oh no. But after a while hanging out, it kind of got used to it. Didn't really matter so much anymore. I was like, just figure this is it. This is what it is, whatever, whatever. Um, and at this point, I mean, I was involved at this church fellowship on Sunday mornings, like playing for the band and involved in the youth group and stuff like that and so at this point too like i know paul more than i did that night from family camp whatever yeah um because he would have been what 20 at this time yeah 1920 yeah 20 yeah yeah um so anywho so one time a friend invited me to go out to to mad town madison and uh uh so I went out there with another friend and well, if you've listened to our past episodes, I think we've talked about it. I'm pretty sure we've talked about yes, it. Yes, yeah, we, we have. Yeah, we have. Brewer and I, we got trashed. 
we got messed up um up at our friends uh and at that point i was like man like thinking about playing at church and stuff like that like this ain't right i'm not this like just something in me was telling me this is wrong you shouldn't be doing this and like you know go to church and you play on a sunday morning and you know being a christian you're showing them one thing that like yeah like you got it i guess maybe almost got it together or something like you're following the ways of christ and by doing that that night uh, <laughs> definitely was not um and one thing that got me is a friendship i had developed in high school with this uh, a friend of mine uh <laughs> i was snapchatting her and uh one photo had my friend in the background drinking a beer or whatever and at that point like i didn't really touch my phone anymore and that's when all the drinking began for me and josh and whatnot and woke up that next morning <laughs> thankfully nothing too crazy hat well i guess thankfully i, I guess i woke up because i remember talking to another friend and he's more of a, like, a medical guy whatever and told him how much i had that night he's like dude you're lucky you didn't get alcohol poisoning kind of thing and i was like what like that's what that's a thing oh yeah eh, yeah i'm an idiot <laughs> and uh I think what saved you was the fact that you were hugging the toilet. I exactly. So yeah, at, at that point, at that night, like I had a sandwich that whole day, um, and yeah, so I was hugging the toilet that night. Needless to say, and I woke up thankfully not without a hangover, which was great because those suck. And uh, my friend had sent me a Snapchat like, "Hey, Aaron, like, I don't think it's okay for you to be out drinking with your buddies and stuff like that." Especially one, I was underage and to drink to that extent like that's not christ-like kind of thing and that that was a gut check right there um so at that point i had pulled out of the worship team at fellowship and this guy over here paul is like eh, what's up with you what's going on and i was like i don't want to talk about it uh, yeah you yeah because all of a sudden i'm getting ready for youth group night and all of a sudden I get a text message from Hey, I'm gonna drop out of the youth group worship team and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, this is a sudden change. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and I remember specifically you did not come to youth group that night. Nope. And <laughs> so this is what we refer to as our October conversation. And yes. where I came to the but not my drink. I came to his place at night after youth group and um we're on his yard, so imagine his nice little yard, you know. This is his yard. <laughs> I was here. He was here. That's as close as he would get. Yeah. And it was like a standoff. It was, oh, my god. And uh, I was like, what's going on? And obviously, nothing's coming. And I was like, want to grab breakfast? And he agreed. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. And I we went to breakfast. Yeah. I, I honestly, I was a little shocked that I agreed to, but <laughs> this is where, you know, you kind of taught me this later on. I was like, glad, oh, I'm glad I didn't do it at this time, but saying no, because like at this time I was still very, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that kind of thing. Like very yes, man. Um, still a yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> a good amount, at least example. <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> <laughs> um so no yeah uh and i'm getting breakfast 
And just, I'm like mentally prepping myself. Like, you're not going to talk about anything. You're just going to go grab breakfast, have nonchalant talk, whatever. Just whatever. How's your day? How's your weekend? I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, we're talking on the way to the place. I, gosh, what time? You got me on like, what, nine in the morning? Something like that. Ish. So, yeah, that's when our talk kind of started. Just, well, chit-chatting, whatever. Yeah, it was very chit-chatty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I knew something was up, so I knew I had to chit-chat to get to real talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and which did actually surprisingly end up happen- happening. As much as I told myself, uh-uh, not bringing it up, yeah, it came out. Uh, so pretty much as, I mean, it happened a little bit before we got to the place, kind of-ish. Well, more. I think a little bit, uh, just because I kind of brought up the, like the kick in the pants. Kind yeah, of stuff. like we don't. I, I exactly. I, I brought up that we don't like getting kicked in the pants. And I'm not talking like kicked in the front or anything. I'm talking like we don't like getting our butts kicked. And a reminder that maybe we did something wrong, or maybe we need that. Um, I guess encouragement, if you will. Yeah. That forceful encouragement, maybe sometimes. <laughs> you know, we don't like it when we're corrected. We don't like it when someone says, "Hey." You did something wrong here um maybe do the right thing you know you know and and it sucks because that reminds us that hey guess what we're still a screw-up and when we're told that we're a screw-up you know it's not exactly something that you know you look up every day and go wake up wake up (laughs) all right someone tell me how i screwed up yesterday that that's gonna make me feel great yeah (laughs) that doesn't work like that (laughs) usually it's like oh someone's gonna tell me how i screwed up Uh uh-oh yeah not not an enjoyable moment at all never uh, is never is no and, and it doesn't matter how old you get true almost feel like it can get worse as the older i get at times depending well depending on what the situation is um but so yeah <laughs> we we sat in that parking lot for geez i don't know I, hours hours yeah literally without getting food well, yeah <laughs> before see, we even got food yeah we literally we sat in the parking lot hours before we even went in to get food. And then obviously conversation continued from there and on the way back home. Um, but no, yeah. So uh, that was kind of a big wake up part for me. And one, just my well relationship, just like big, you know, come back to Jesus moment. Like, wake up, you're being an idiot. I would like to add though, that like, at least from what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but there wasn't any like, Aaron, you idiot. There no. was like, no. Aaron, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Right. You know, and it's like, but I get it. You're a young guy. You're grown up. You're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all are going to do crap. And I, I issued a challenge to you, I believe, if I remember Not right. Drink. Not to drink unless. Parents. Yeah. Your, your parents gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, like, as Paul was saying, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, like cracking down on me, like you're, you're an idiot, whatever kind of talk. Um, that was one thing that really, I just kind of like shocked me, honestly. Um, cause me going into it, like I figured, well, I'm gonna, if I say what I did, I'm just going to be like, you know, wailed on, not literally, but like, just, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting, <laughs> but my parents may have never let we hang out with you again if that yeah. happened. <laughs> but uh um, child abuse. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> well, I was over 18. No, you were over 18. Yeah, yeah, so it's not child abuse anymore. Uh but anywho, like, yeah, assuming that the worst was gonna happen, kind of thing. 
uh and that was the opposite of what happened and that was a yeah like i said that was a kind of an eye opener like shoot paul even started opening up to me at points and stuff like that and it's like wait a minute i was like you mean you're telling me you have a hard time with things too like what <laughs> yeah i do not have everything together <laughs> yeah so that was a big like eye opener for me like i just for whatever reason i assumed oh well if, you know you're older than me you've got it all together and they're gonna like crack down on me like until i get it right and i learned that we don't have it all together and all right it's a very long learning process um uh yeah uh, if you got something need to add no i don't have much to add i mean because you even learned that even as recently as 2018 that i don't have everything together okay yeah (laughs) okay yeah um so yeah not kind of kind of cut it short so i mean yeah like that was an eye-opening part and okay as i already forgot about during high school i got baptized so that's like to put, supposed to be a profession of faith. Like, you know, I'm going to work at following Christ and whatnot. And clearly I started to get away from that. Um, and that's where really accountability started to become a part of my life and learning about it more so uh, with Paul. Um, well, it's, and it's not just me and, um, Let's see if this even shows up here. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna focus on that. You can't see it. Uh, anyways, yeah. there, hey, there's an app that all three of us use. Uh, it's called Ever Accountable. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we That's we good. literally keep each other accountable on web based stuff. On uh, you know, and it doesn't matter the fact that you know me and Aaron are like twelve years difference of that fact. Well, let's be honest here, guys are gonna suffer no matter what age there are with certain things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you want to spell that out, Mr. Johnson. Uh, well, um, That's up to you. This is all you. Yeah. Women are attractive. <laughs> I'll, all right. I'll put that at it. <laughs> um, so, shocker. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, Mama Johnson, please don't listen to that. <laughs> Your baby boy has never done that. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> So yeah, no, again, so starting to do those breakfast moments with Paul was a very big eye-opener. And also, I guess, like, another eye-opening moment for me in my life, I guess as a part of my story, was I had a motorcycle accident. Uh, and, well, that was my senior, yeah, senior year of high school. Uh-huh. Uh, going into it. Um, I love the time skips, by the way. Yeah, I know. Backwards, that forwards, was, backwards. That was totally before Madison night, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Senior years before age of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! I can't remember my own timeline. Oh my! This gosh. is like one of those abstract art movies. Yeah. <laughs> Keep up with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was another huge. I think. Well, yeah, that was a moment that really changed things too. Um, because that's how we started doing breakfast. Yeah, and that's when I first had barbacoa. Yes. Because. <laughs> Literally, this guy, man, he force-fed. Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> My dad did force-fed me barbacoa bur- a taco. Okay, so, okay. Me, I, I clearly, I eat well. 
Um, but I didn't. I've never had this barbacoa before, and I mean, he brought it over. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then I found out what it was, and for me, eating shredded cheek meat of a cow sounded kind of freaky and gross. I didn't want it, but motorcycle accident happened. So me, I broke both of these things. Well. What are these things? Hands my, my or hands, wrists? My hands. Well, okay. My left wrist and then my right like forearm and then something weird happened here with a tendon or something. I don't know. Um, so I, I, I couldn't use my hands. Uh, <laughs> so with that being known, yeah, I couldn't stop my dad from feeding me a taco, so I had to eat the taco. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how. Also, then yeah, that was and also for breakfast, like literally, we would go to this place in Milwaukee. And it was called El Rey, right? El Rey, El Rey, and man, delicious. Uh, the waitress knew our order. Yeah, she did. She's just like sit here, and then I, she had the ticket filled out by the time we'd get to the table. Like we'd walk in, she'd go sit here. Write out the ticket, put it down, and <laughs> our order was already done. And is dude, great service. Um, even like years later, like yeah. after like after like a while we hadn't been there like consistently, she saw us and she's like, Ah, I know. And she had her orders right away ready for us. And it's amazing. I bet it, maybe uh I don't know, maybe she could still do that now if she saw us walking. Oh yeah, around. she would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mexicans, we have great we'll, memory. We'll have to try that sometime. <laughs> Unless it's speaking English and we're bad. <laughs> yeah, we've learned that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh so yeah, the whole motorcycle accident thing, that was like a big like I don't know, realization of, you know, right life is fragile. Uh and it's, you know, as it says in the you know in the Bible, like we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Like, and that was just a very big wake up call for me. Uh, and during that time, it was crucial for me, I guess, with my spiritual walk. Because like at first, I was I was pretty pissed off. Um, well, it's not like you had anything else to do besides <laughs> sit around the house, yeah. <laughs> well, Mister yeah. Mister. Yeah. <laughs> literally getting spoon fed everything and this is man i was a newborn baby all over again <laughs> in all senses of the word uh yeah you know what what before josh has his triplets you should put your arms in the casket and have him take care of you oh i'm down <laughs> <laughs> think about that before you commit to that uh, it's josh <laughs> He'll be suffering more than I would be, most likely. This is true. Yeah, so it's worth it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I it was tough because me being a musician, I love drumming, love playing guitar, and all that. And this kind of set things back on that. And uh, in the ER, the we had a specialist come in, and until like, he was a, a arms wrist specialist, which is wonderful obviously with the accident dealing with my wrist and arm. Uh, but he was saying like, these are, can be life altering injuries. And I was like, huh? Like that terrified me thinking about, man, maybe I'll never be able to drum again. Uh, and man, love my mom. As she was walking out, she's like, you know, she's like, Aaron, she's like, God's got you taken care of. Like he's got it all under control. And, like that stuck with me. Um, 
and like outside after being out of the hospital and stuff like being visited by friends and family and like pastors and stuff like that that was huge and like just kind of keeping me with it at times because again yeah for a while i was i was pretty upset like i was like man i spent well one my parents have invested so much time and money into me and like music and stuff like that and i've been starting to really start to invest in it i was like to possibly see this all just go away like what the heck but that's a good reminder that life is fleeting it can be over in a second yeah no yeah so it's like one yeah it really teaches a lesson to take advantage of it and make the most of your time here while you have it um so yeah with that and you know, end up having Madison night and getting to talk to Paul more. And that was just a big awakening. And ever since then, I mean, it's been more of a steady and a solid <laughs> growing motion. And there's always going to be setbacks. Yeah. We all have that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I've seen setbacks that you, you know, that you've had and that, and mm-hmm. that's not unexpected. Right. You know, because part of being able to grow is to learn from those setbacks. It's not yeah. always going to be a full 100% forward trajectory. Sometimes it's yeah, 10 steps yeah. forward, two steps back, and then you learn, oh, that's how I can take 12 steps forward now. <laughs> right, yeah. And I mean, throughout I like the years, I, yeah, just learning how much, one, I guess, like, seeing, looking back on life, seeing all the things that happened is like, you know, like the fact now, obviously I'm still playing drums. I'm still playing guitar. Otherwise I wouldn't have these things behind me. Um, uh, I think you'd still have them behind you. Yeah. Even if you weren't playing, just <laughs> to remind you of just, the times, just beauty, you know, just nice art pieces. Yeah. Mom would be so up, unhappy with that, but Hey, it's my money, I guess at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, um, it's for the most part. I mean, I guess that's that's one thing. Like I've always, you know, thought about and like knowing that there has been like a change in me. Like at times, like I'll hear other friends like testimonies and stories and stuff like that. And like I, some of my friends have some horrific uh, backgrounds. I guess just like experiences with family. Um, one, obviously not, not being a Christian family and like for like those stories to me, it's like, wow, like that's awesome. And then I think about my story at times, I'm just like, kind of seems weak, but like sometimes when I look back, I'm like, what? (laughs) But also it's like, the thing is, I, the thing about it is like all, all of our stories are unique. Um, and it's like there's no perfect story, you know, for each of us. It's like we came to Christ and that's our story, no matter which way it happened. And some of us think like, I mean, listening to a pastor talk about his story and once, and just talking about testimonies in general, for those that had a horrific, you know, upbringing and like experience in life, like some of them, they wish, well, it's not some, probably all of them wish they had, a simple upbringing in the church and like coming to know Christ and like a positive uh, life beforehand. Um, Cause some of the stuff that they went through is, I mean, it, it's scarring. Uh, but yet again, if everyone had the same testimony and like same growing up, like we couldn't relate to people that have the, you know, tough 
life before they knew Christ kind of thing. So having everyone having their own kind of story makes it, I mean, every one of us is unique and we can relate to other people in different stages of all well, different lives and stuff like that. They might have, we might have a similar life growing up and we can help them, you know, with understanding things and, you know, being generally older than the person that's getting saved. Sometimes I, not always, not always though. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> Jesus isn't in the business of saving just the young people. It's everyone, you know? So, I mean, yeah, like I said, that's, so that's pretty much like my story of growing up and coming to know Christ. And I mean, till this day, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's always a learning, learning experience. Like we're never done figuring it out. We've always got something more to learn. And like being friends with Paul, that has been a huge thing I've been learning. Cause I mean, he's got a very different life than I have to say the least. Very. <laughs> So, and that was like a huge eye opener for me. And I mean, honestly, I'll let you do any kind of speaking you want to do for your life. I, gosh, I know it's already freaking midnight and I've just been rambling, but. No, you've been yeah. doing good. You've been doing good. So I find it, I find it funny that, um, and make sure that this is close enough here. I find it funny that you're like, yeah, so, you know, I was the drama queen at fifth grade. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what you called yourself. So, yeah. Um, I, I come up from a very different background than you, obviously. Half Mexican, mm-hmm. first off, foremost. Just kidding. <laughs> that doesn't matter. So my background, uh, I come from a, a Sunday Christian family. And what I mean by that, my dad would go to church on Sundays, take the kids along. My mom wouldn't go because she grew up Catholic, so she wouldn't dare step foot in Baptist church. But we would go on Sunday, and it was more a ritual. So we'd go, you know, we'd have breakfast in the morning, pancake, uh, load into the RV. For whatever reason, we drove an RV to church. Nice. Nice. Don't know why. Styling. <laughs> uh, get, to, get to church, go there, show up for the lesson, and then go to Hardy's for lunch and then go home. That was Sunday church. Nice. Really didn't do anything. Like, I wasn't involved with the youth group. Nothing. VBS? No. <laughs> Nothing like that. It, it was weird. I, 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 looking back at it now as an adult, I'm like, what? Mm. This is interesting. So that's happening. And then eighth grade. Yes, eighth grade for me. Uh, so I would have been 13 at the time. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer. And turns out it was due to Agent Orange from when he was in the Marines in Vietnam. So the brain cancer turned into brain, liver, spine, lung, whatever organ in the body he had pretty much had cancer as a result of it. He had brain cancer, or excuse me, brain surgery in when I was in eighth grade and did chemo and all that. And afterwards, he's like, I will never do chemo again if the cancer comes back. Well, guess what? Ninth grade, it came back (laughs) or end of eighth grade Uh, over the summer, you know, starting in ninth grade, it came back. And so at that point I was 14 and I was 14 when my dad passed away. Now, before he passed away, it would have been the June before that. So this was June, 1997. I can't tell you the Sunday. I just know it was June, 1997. That's what I can tell you. And we were at fellowship. We were in the back 
as always, for whatever reason. Like, this was back when Fellowship had, um, like, a separate back, like, passage. Like, there were doors in the glass wall that separated the pews in the front from, like, the huh. coat racks in the back. Oh. And there was, like, always, like, an extra pew in the back. And we would always sit back there. I don't know why. <laughs> okay? I really don't. And that's where we would sit. And I remember Pastor Dave, because he was there at the time, he was giving a message on, like, what happens when you die? Mm. Now, okay, I'm 14. I'm looking at my dad, who's dying of cancer. I knew he was dying. You know, as much as the family wanted to say, be positive, I knew it was happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and, and, and that intrigued me. I was like, I, need, I want to know what happens. And, you know, Pastor Dave happened to give a message like, this is what happens when you die, blah, 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 blah. And part of it was like, look, the only way that you get to heaven when you die is if you accept Christ to for, you know, to forgive you, you know, you, you, you have to be forgiven. You can't do it any other way. And I was like, yep, that's, that's what I want. You know? And at that point, I'll be honest, that was more, um, a fire insurance, right? Get out of hell free card. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, and, and then, you know, I, and at the same time, like, like I said, we're still doing that. We're still just, it's, you know, dinner was, thank you, Lord, bless this food. Thank you. You know, that was our, our Sunday, you know, yeah. our, our, our meal prayer. But then something happened in October. I don't know. I think my dad actually met with Pastor Dave or some, or one of the deacons. I, I honestly don't remember exactly who it was, but there was a change. Huh. And instead of, and so for his birthday, Instead of just the standard, thank you, Lord, for this food and, you know, prayer, it turned into like a half hour prayer from him. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was him like asking for blessings on his kids after he passed away. Wow. Uh, for his wife, you know, for her to find faith in Jesus after he passed away. This was October mm. on his birthday. Thanksgiving, he was still able to walk. And then December 7th, he passed away. Yeah. He went downhill within a week, quickly. I was holding his hand when he passed away. Like, when he took his last breath, I was up holding his... Like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> My mom still hates this, but I find it funny. <laughs> so it was just after midnight on December 7th. And she's like, I can't hold anymore. I got to go pee. <laughs> he went to use the restroom. And while she was taking a pee, he breathed his last breath. He was... <laughs> and I'm holding his hand. <laughs> I, I find it kind of funny because he didn't want to die in front of her, but yeah. she's like, you couldn't have wanted it. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. You know, I feel, I understand why she was low. Like, yeah, you know, and, this, and my aunt at the time was on the floor, like calling all of my relatives and going like, Hey, you better get over here. You better get over here. Better yeah. get over here. It's, it, it's, it, it's the end. Yeah. You know? And she was on the phone with someone. She's like, he stopped breathing. She's like, I don't know what to do. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm 14. Well, yeah, 14. I'm 14. I don't know what I'm doing. But, okay, so that happened. So, you know, how, how you're saying you felt very fortunate to grow up with the Christian family. You don't know how someone who doesn't grow. Yeah. All my family, for the most part, is Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and there were very few Christians in the, my family at that time. Uh, less than there are now. And... My mom at the time was not a believer. So it was a very different dynamic for everyone at that time. Right. And 
me, I was still real young on everything. I was literally, I hadn't, I hadn't had any really training or anything. Like I wasn't in youth group, nothing. So it was fire insurance for me. Yeah. And afterwards, for whatever reason, my mom was like, you're going to youth group. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, um, we found a way to get me to youth group and, you know, once I started driving, it was easier, but you know, at first it was, it was difficult. And then my brother was like, I'm not going to youth group and throwing temper tantrums. And he actually ran away from the church once. Oh my God. Like we took him to youth group and like we turned around and when we turned back, he was gone. And then we found him like at the Coles down the road. Oh, <laughs> we're like, come on, kid. Jeez. Causing us trouble. Uh, he's always been low. He didn't want it. He's always been a little problem. But anyways, so I go there to the youth group and it was a different dynamic from when you were there. You know, we had a lot of, a lot more people, a lot of interactivity, but I'll admit I didn't connect with anyone. No. And, you know, just seeing my dad die recently and going through all that and my mom being like, oh. You don't, you don't talk about your problems or your emotions or anything like that. It led to depression. Yeah. And I remember it was, oh, it would have been my junior year of high school. I was thinking about ending it. And I went to camp. I was like, oh, I'll just go to winter retreat, winter camp. Give it one last go. See how it goes. See what happens. And really wasn't connecting with anyone really still. And then. One person said hello Mm. and talked to me. It wasn't a deep conversation. It was one person that reached out. And you know what? Me and him ended up becoming great friends. And I was a pallbearer at his funeral last year. Yep. You know, and and me and Nathaniel became great friends after that. Um, We actually both became Awana leaders for fellowship. (laughs) Uh, and what would happen was after we got done with the is we would sit by our cars and we would talk for hours hmm. about stuff going on in each other's lives, yeah. going on in the world and everything and just chat and invest. And I was still learning and he wasn't an expert on things, but he was feeding into me. Yeah. He was helping me grow. And in turn, I was learning and growing. And helping him in certain areas too. Now, was I still facing my depression? Yes. But I was doing better. I wasn't at the point where it was hopeless. Right. There was some hope there. And through that, I started growing. And my, it would my senior year, I got baptized finally. Hmm. Finally said, you know what? This is the route I want to go. This is the things I want to do. These are the things I want to learn. And I got baptized. You know, I never went on a mission trip with the youth group until Arkansas. Arkansas. (laughs) Yeah, Arkansas, you and your spider package. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I never did that. Uh, I never, but I, and I never really clicked with everyone in the group, but I clicked with one person. That was enough. Yeah. And that was enough. And if he hadn't said hello, yeah. I might not be here. 
Now, yeah. that's not the end of everything. You know, I, I still dealt with depression afterwards. I never really got it treated um, until <laughs> it kind of all culminated in 2018. Yeah. And I remember that Xbox Live conversation. I just, <laughs> it took me forever to say those words. I need help. And I still feel kind of bad for you <laughs> because you were young. You're younger than me. You know, you're 12 years younger than me. Right. So you, what, you would have been 23 at the time. 22, maybe. 22. And what are you supposed to do? You're like... <laughs> How do I help you? <laughs> and you did the exact right thing. You went to Andy. You said, Andy, Paul said he need help. <laughs> and Andy you know, did what he did and got yeah. other people engaged and involved as necessary. And it hasn't been a perfect, you know, it, and that's, I think, one of the hardest things that we learn is to say we need help because it makes us it feel is. weak and vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm not saying my life, you know, from high school to now has ever been perfect. There have been so many ups and downs and disappointments and things that have been going great. And times where I feel at the top of the hill and I want to celebrate with God. And then times I just mm. want to crawl into the deepest cave and say, never look at me again. But I've learned that sometimes those times when I, I want to crawl in that cave, are the times when I grow the strongest coming out of it. And it's not always the thing where I know what I'm doing. It's, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, let's, let's figure it out. And that's what I've enjoyed seeing you grow older. Because it, it really went from a, a, a mentor-mentee kind of relationship, yeah. it, which it had to be when you're younger. It has to be. It, yeah. it, it can't be you pouring into me at all. It has to be me pouring into you because mm -hmm. you're still young. But as you grew older, as you grew older physically, mentally, and spiritually, you, I could then pull back the curtain and say, guess what? It's no longer mentor-mentee. There, there might be still portions where I'm like pushing you along in that. Right. But now it's at the point where we're peers. Yeah. And we feed into each other. Yeah. And that's a different thing completely. Right. And the experiment worked. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here today. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Gosh, yeah. I remember, goodness, all of the weird, crazy talks. We yep. <laughs> uh, we're not going to cover any of those <laughs> no, right now. we're not. But it's like, and that's kind of like what got this whole podcast started was all the conversations we had about all the very different things we've had conversations on. Um, and. Now this is where it's at now. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and just so you all know, which kind of shocked me because what with you saying this is my thing and I I'm choosing what we're talking about here. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I guess, yeah, starting this whole thing, I was just like, well, I guess why not start from the beginning of where we started with I guess our uh our faith and stuff like that, since I wanted this to be a more faith-based conversation. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, I was like, I, like, I know like Paul's like story for the most part for like growing up. Well, pretty much from his dad passing. I know. Cause there's a time from your dad and your brother 
this was so like the October to December point um, was the toughest times for you. So I knew that about you, you know, right. as becoming friends and stuff like that. And so I, I, I've known that. And then obviously, as you talked about, you know, we had the Xbox conversation on party chat, whatever. And he's saying he needed help. Like, so those were like the hardest moments that I knew of that he'd been through, which, yeah. And, but I was thinking, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't think I've ever told him my story. And I was like, I don't, I guess, know his story in full either. So I was like, oh, let's start with that. So that's pretty much just the beginning of this episode. That's the first episode of this Bible belt or whatever this is going to be called. <laughs> so, um, but no, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, just a big thing on, on this is it's, it's, it's really cool when you get to know people and become friends with people and like learn where they've come from, um, in their life and just seeing, you know, granted, you know, had Paul not been a part of my life, like I could have just, maybe I would have just drifted off. I don't know. I guess like end of the day, I mean, for what I believe, like God's in control and granted had Paul not been there, could have found somebody else to come talk to me but still like it's it's seeing the people that have been picked out in life and for each other and watching not watching it well i guess you could be watching it happen but like looking back on it and seeing how much has happened ever since like getting to know paul and my friend jonah and stuff like that oh that's his name. <laughs> the kid that invited me to VBS. Um, which was funny because I hadn't I've never told him that either until recently this year. Like I oh. I've never told him about what had happened or like how him reaching out to me as a friend really helped change my life. Um so I was like, shoot, well, let's get the cat out the bag and expose it. <laughs> That's a weird That's way to probe no, that phrase. No. <laughs> Yeah. Could you have picked a more interesting way to phrase that? Is my question. <laughs> Potentially. Really, because put, put pull the, the cat out the bag. Pull I, the cat out of the bag. I get that part. But then you're like, and expose, expose it. it. <clears throat> what? Look at it. No. <laughs> um, but no. So yeah, I guess if you watched all of this, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully it wasn't too uh I guess boring for you. If you especially if you made it this far, you've listened to it all, and I thank you for that. Um but I guess as this whole journey, I guess, continues, um I just hope you join it and enjoy well, join in on our conversations and hopefully enjoy them. And if there's anything that you would like to see talk about as preferably a more spiritual topic, feel free to let us know. Let me well let me know. And uh uh, hopefully we'll be able to get to talk to it and yeah until next time I hope you enjoyed and yeah see you next time <laughs>